to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody to this Man Up Podcast number 183. This is the No Church Answers Tour, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang! Not really sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. Still in that COVID quarantine, so we are in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey, and we feel that men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community, but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed, spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here. We understand that you can't talk about this kind of thing, not in this, not in this climate, so whether you found us on Facebook soundcloud where we archive all of our podcasts apple podcasts our website which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com or pray.com we're glad that uh, you're joining us and you know god's word comes to us in many ways it comes through maybe a sunset nature music friends films and yes even podcasts so Uh, This particular podcast is going to be about fruits of the spirit. And I'm just going to throw this out before I even get done with the opening is, you know, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and what God has destined for you and go out and do that. Because what the world needs, particularly at this point in time, is people that have come alive. And so if this is your first time listening to our podcast, uh, like I said before, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, but each are on our own spiritual journey. And typically the people that listen to us um, are on their own as well. And they check in here weekly and that's what we do here. So we take a ABF or adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school lesson and we go over it. We First, we do basically an overview with the panel. Then we read scripture. And then we unpe- unwrap it and unpeel it like an onion, different layers to it, and have great discussion and ki- kind of update it and put a man's spin on it. And the great thing about this is we have a panel of committed individuals, and each of them are a little bit different. So, when I introduce them, not only by name and occupation, but also what their uh, interests are. And you may identify with one more than the other. So I want to start with our producer. He is a world-class policy writer and a bit of a professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch is here with us. Yo, how are you doing? Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. And he's an attorney and a prosecutor, so he could defend you or throw the book at you. Uh, we call him the Judge Michael Cropper. Hey, hey Mike. Mike. Mr. Thank Mike you, Cropper. guys. Thank you. Thank you. 
And we have a world-class corporate trainer and kind of like the uh, group theologian, we call him the professor, Robert Koshu is also here with us. All right, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a uh, contractor, uh, writer, and uh, I've uh, <clears throat> done a little bit of acting too, so kind of... Uh, that's kind of the, what the mix that we have of this group. And we go and uh, use very different publications. And I think this is the last lesson, if, if I'm correct, in the Connect 360, Living in the Spirit. It's a Baptist Way press that we've been going through. Uh, righteousness, peace, and joy. And I believe this is the, uh, the 12th lesson on it. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, get an overview from the fellows and start with our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, well, we're going to look at Galatians 5, 22 through 25. I really like the letter to the Galatians uh, for many reasons, and I've, I've really come to appreciate it since taking a Bible study course, a pastor study course, with Chris Curran a few years back, Chris Curran, who's now pastor at Southland Baptist in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, explain why, explain why that touches you, if you if you would for a moment. Because, because it talks about uh, finding freedom in Christ and freedom through the Holy Spirit. That's more or less what chapter five is about. And it culminates along with the letter, it's a six chapter letter, in this section, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, um, how when the Spirit is working in you, this is what a Christian would exhibit. These are the traits and exhibit uh, a Christian would exhibit uh, from the action of the Holy Spirit. And it's fitting that it's the, the last study, the last section, the last lesson in this in this book, because it kind of all leads to this. We, we've been talking about turning over our lives to the Holy Spirit. What is the net result? This, this is it, what Paul says, and I'll, I'll save it for the reading, but among that, because these, this is about also about finding real freedom in, uh, in the Holy Spirit. We, we that's a little bit in another area of of this letter but it is that that and the fruit of the spirit is among the reasons i really like this letter excellent uh judge michael cropper yeah i don't know how i can add much more of that steve that's very good uh the 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 text we are looking at today has to do and, and bill was so good bill said to me, what he said was that the world is looking for what we are going to talk about today in today's text. Uh, some of them don't know it. They're looking for joy. They're looking for peace. They're looking for love. They're looking for happiness. And they're starving for it. And and if we can somehow provide it to them, uh, maybe the Holy Spirit, as as Steve mentioned, will draw them to Christ and, and provide for them a, a hope that all of us have as Christians. And that's the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Um, the background text is Galatians 5, 22 to 25. I don't know if Bill mentioned that to you. And Steve referred uh, to some of the uh, Galatians 5 background in the early part of the text. Paul, Paul's very first 
verse in Galatians 5, before we get up to the text, tells the Galatian people to stand fast in the liberty of Christ and don't get entangled again with the law or the yoke. He calls it the yoke of bondage. Many of you have heard of that. And uh, the Galatians have been told by some Jews that they must follow the law first in order to become a Christian and, and in order to be saved. And their reasoning was that because Christ was a Jew, the Galatians must follow the Jewish religion and precepts of the law and concepts of the law as a prerequisite to being a Christian. Now, Paul goes even further and states that if they follow any part of the law and rely on it to become a Christian, they must also follow the whole law. In fact, he specifically states, and this is all in, in right, the, the verses right before we come up to our text, he, he specifically mentions that circumcision is one of those parts of the law that they should not follow. That is not a necessity. None of the parts of the law, with the exception of love, should they follow to serve Christ. But before we get to the fruits of the Spirit, which Bill read, Paul names some acts and conducts which he calls works of the flesh. And he attributes those and he connects those with, with the law itself, how difficult it is to, to be free from those works of the flesh if, in fact, you're following the law. And, and then Steve mentioned so aptly that one free of that is you follow and you use the freedom that Christ gave you in the Holy Spirit. Uh, those deeds of the, the flesh are in 19, Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Anyway, at the end of the list, Paul tells us the fruit of the Spirit. And it's important, folks. We know that the fruit of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit, as, as Steve mentioned, not from our own desire and willpower to do good. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Professor Koshu. So last week, Steve talked about how the one Thing that's not mentioned by Paul. We talked about the, the triad of Christian manliness, faith, hope, and love, as we went through it. And Steve, interestingly enough, Steve noted that the one thing you won't find in that triad is works. So we know that works come as a result of your faith. We talked about that. Today, we're going to find out what that really should look like when we look at the fruit, everybody talks about the fruits. It, it's always plural, fruit of the Spirit. And the reason it's singular, not plural, is Christians should have all of them as you look at it. It's not just eat, it's not just fruits like multiple little things. It's one fruit that's all of these things. It's kind of like if you had a tree that gave you apples and oranges and avocados and cherries and strawberries and it was just one plant that give you all of that that is the equivalent here as we look at it so this is going to be fun <laughs> excellent and uh, before i get to the reading i just want to interject one thing and and i think i learned this uh from my grandfather who was also a pig farmer but he was a mennonite and what he taught me about faith is that for the individual, faith should be comforting. Faith is not going to change what happens to you in life. Faith is going to change how you take it. But also your faith should help you in comforting others that are beset by trials in life. And that's kind of 
when I went through this lesson, it just reminded me of that. I mean, it was a real simple way he put it. Faith should comfort you and give you the capacity to comfort others. So, and with that, I just wanted to throw that out. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the scripture. This is Galatians 5, 22 through 25. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. So, <laughs> so I, I'm going to throw this out because I want to throw it out as kind of uh, an antithesis to what we're looking at. Anybody familiar that's kind of been following along with um, Christianity and big things going on knows that in the 1st of November, Carl Lentz, who is the pastor of Hillsong East, which is the Hillsong Church that was in New York City was fired and he was fired for according to the church moral failures and leadership issues now, I am not going to deal with the moral failures um, he had an affair although now there is discussion about maybe multiple affairs that's another conversation I do want to talk about some of the other pieces to it because the other pieces to it and I, well, I want to mention them the other pieces to it are um, he had set up a green room for himself with catering in it before the service that he would go in and they would have all kinds of gourmet food brought in for him to eat and stuff. He had staff members assigned to fit his clothing style, like multiple outfits that he could change into. There were VIPs. He's known for baptizing um, LeBron James and Justin Bieber. And there are... Um, there was a VIP section of the church and ushers were told that, well, if somebody comes in and they don't want to sit in the VIP, you, you bring them to the green room and then we'll get them into the VIP section afterwards. And I just want to kind of look at all that as an antithesis to the verses that we didn't read in front of this, or we've, we've discussed them before, and we called them the weeds of the world in our prior discussion on another podcast, and kind of an antithesis to this fruit of the spirit that we're called on to really display to the world as Christians. So I, I kind of wanted to set that it's up a, a little well, bit. I, I, I like that setup because this, this verse, this reading is when, when, when Bill read it, it, it begins with the word, but, and, and Mike set it up earlier. Uh, this, the, the fruit of the spirit is being offered as a contrast to uh, we, we call it weeds of the world. The, the acts of a sinful nature are obvious, Paul writes. This is in the verses right before this, 19 and 20. Uh, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, and uh, what is it? dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and so on. And here we've got... This Hillsong example is great as to kind of, it kind of almost reflects, a, it's a 
21st century version of what was being going on, certainly with the Corinthians and certainly with uh, the Ephesians to an effect, where how much of the outside secular world inhabits do you bring in and how judicious do you have to be? And I, I you know, our church, we certainly, certainly have lights and cameras and sound systems and video. And uh, that, that certainly helps with the worship experience. But I know there are Christians who have troubles with this. I can point to uh, Bill's Mennonite upbringing. You probably wouldn't find that in a Mennonite church because they would believe right. that's, that's cluttering it up. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're honest, yes, there's a, there's a certain showbiz element. It's, it's how far do you take it? And, and a Mennonite would argue they'd probably say to our church, see, see, you're one step away from Hillsong where you're turning it into Madison Square Garden with the with the ringside seats, you know, and the backstage passes and, you know, the, the all of that. And 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 now I, I think I would argue with that. But nonetheless, uh, at some point, the Hillsong Church forgot what they were about and decided, let's let's let our showbiz values overtake our spiritual values. Well, I think it, I think it was a failure of leadership. Wow. Well, there, yeah. there you are. Yeah. I think, and, and that's why I juxtaposed it with what we were talking about. And, and Mike, I know you've seen this too. People get people in power that don't know how to have the, and, and I'll just say the gentleness and the kindness has a part of this of their thing, and then lastly the self control, and we'll talk about all these. It is setting themselves up for these kind of issues as they move in, and it becomes not about Christ or anything else, but about them. I, Robert, I, I so agree with you there. I was looking. You guys look at the last scripture. Everybody, if you're following the podcast, you look at the last scripture there. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And the first thing that comes to my mind, I, I, I was, uh, I, I mentioned that I'm uh, charismatic, and I am charismatic, but I am also, I'm proudly a Baptist, uh, because, of, because the way we look at the, the word, and we study it, and we share it, and we're open to each other's interpretations of it. What I, what I saw in some of the churches there was uh, the, the actual pastor fired members of the deacon boards in a couple of the churches because they didn't agree with, with him. And the whole purpose, and, and if you look through Galatians or Timothy, a pastor is not above the deacon board. He's equal with it, the way I read the scripture. And they all are supposed to work together. Our church members, are, are whether it's a cameraman, whether it's sound tech like Bill, we are all parts and members of the body of Christ, and we're all supposed to work together. Now, if the body is, if any member of the body is sinning, Paul says to cut it off, like pull your eye out and throw it away if your eye is sinning, or cut your hand off if it's sinning. But I did see an experience, uh, and some of my friends in two different churches that were on the deacon board that were asked to leave because they didn't agree with the pastor, and I thought they had very valid scriptural interpretations. And, and so what, what am I getting at here? The word conceited. Uh, 
I know of one television pastor that boasts his ministry is worth a billion dollars now, one billion dollars. I mean, at, at one point in time, th these gifts of spirit that we're looking at, we don't see anything there that says you brag about your 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 position with Christ. You brag about how great your church is. You brag about how great you are, how great a teacher you are, how many ties go through your church and how wealthy your church is. So, Robert, I... I, I I, I, I forget exactly where I go with other than other than I see a great ability for us to construe or misconstrue our own gift or gifts. And in, uh, in this case, it's fruits of the spirit, by the way, and gifts are different uh, than the, uh, the fruit of the spirit here. And uh, the gifts we see, the first one, above all, we know that Christ told us clearly out of all these, uh, these gifts, is love. And whether you call it gifts, plural, or gift one, um, I, I, I like to refer to them as gifts, multiple, because there are things in these which I could improve in, and uh, I like to see them as different things, although the, uh, the author of our, our lesson refers to them as one gift, and we should all reflect these virtues. Anyway, excellent. thank you for being Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. We will be right back. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for The Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact ManUp at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up, podcast number 183. Uh, we're talking about uh, the fruit that we have and how much uh, our ministry is worth. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and, uh, it, you know, the thing about it is about the fruit of the spirit. You know, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You rarely regret exhibiting any of those fruits when you're out ministering. Um, and I, it just reminds me that, that we're, uh, that we're each parents and, you know, you don't have to teach a child how to be selfish, impatient, self-centered, prideful, those are things that those kids come, yeah, I mean, they're born with and you have to mold them. And that is the, the rebirth. And, and I kind of think about um, the, uh, the potter. Um, when someone becomes a Christian, it's a big change. And it's kind of like when you take the lump of clay and you throw it on the wheel, you know, the big change becomes when 
you're either going to make a bowl or you're going to make a plate or whatever. But then as you get older, kind of like us, uh, the changes are more subtle. It's, it's uh, what kind of plate or what kind of bowl. Uh, take this podcast, for example. It was a big change when we just started it. When we just, uh, all of a sudden we decided, okay, we're going to get together. We're going to do this podcast. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a big change for us. Whereas now, as we've gone along and we're on number 183, we have our established audience. It seems to keep growing as we had platforms that were on and everything. It's subtle little changes as we go and that's kind of how i i look at this you know uh the fruit of the spirit initially it's going from a you know you got a tree that you know it's either dormant or it's immature it hasn't produced any fruit and then all of a sudden it produces the first and then the second and then more and more and more and it's kind of like the the evolution process that I see uh, of a person. We were talking a moment ago about, you know, weeds of the world and, and um, the difference spirit makes. And if you look, if you look at those first, first three words in, in fruit of the spirit, love, joy, and peace, and you compare that to, to, what Paul writes is the acts of the sinful nature. Now, Paul's a little judgmental, but in that is, uh, in that I'll say, especially for men, there are a lot of things that men believe will lead to happiness and fulfillment. Now, Paul calls it sexual immorality. I'll just make not judgmental and say promiscuity or multiple partner liaisons. Uh, men do that because they think it makes, you know, it's, it's a way to feel love. Um, idolatry, they'll put something, something ahead, a job, a career, uh, uh, you know, a, a, something, something more that will, they'll make more important than, than God in their life. Um, you know, witchcraft, it's a kind of a, an archaic word, but we can look at any, any other mystical, uh, you know, from horoscopes to uh, Kabbalah to, to all sorts of things we're, we're hearing about um, that, that they, then they turn around and say, well, Christianity doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to follow the Kabbalah. Um, there's and, and, you know, rage, selfish ambition. Ambition is hailed in our society. Uh, you know, right, even more so right. than, you know, but, and then, but then you have things like, you know, drinking, partying and, uh, where, where I'm getting at is just now, as in Paul's time, those are all seen as some kind of way to happiness or fulfillment or feeling better. And Paul says here, no, no, starts with the Holy spirit and, and turning over your life to that. And this is what emerges and his point is, is that becoming a Christian doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to sit here and work on my patience. 
I'm going to work hard to be patient, or I'm going to try, you know, to work my self-control. Um, he says, no, you know, you're going to, you, you get too tied up in that, you're going to end up driving yourself crazy and going back to drinking and, and sleeping around. What he's saying, by turning over to your Holy Spirit, this will emerge uh, almost naturally um, as a part of the process. And uh, this is probably the more, more controversial aspect of it. You'd get an argument from a lot of people who aren't Christians. But essentially, what Paul's saying is that you can't live the spiritual life without Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. Well, and and it's funny, and I'll, I'll I'll let everybody else comment, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read the message real quick, and it's Galatians, it's 19 to 21, it's the verses above the fruit of the spirit, and it's it's it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time: repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of communities. <laughs> that, that is a really good translation. That that takes yeah. all the you know all the prudishness that people read into those verses out yep. and basically lay it out to yeah this is your this is a profile of what a lot of people's lives are like because they're living it outside you know outside the yep. word and trying many, to, yeah many of many of the uh, the deeds of the flesh that you read to us uh, and talked about Steve just a moment ago. We've got to remember there's there's the the whole focus on these scriptures. If you're talking about the deed of the flesh, they're on ourselves, like you said. They're very selfish desires. And many of them that you read and, and presented to the people, once again, those are in Galatians 5, what, 19 and 20 uh, and 21. Many of those are instant gratification. They're not long-term gratification. However, ambitions, like you said, there are several of them that do focus in the future, now and in the future. But most of them, for the most part, like sex, um, um, hatred, outbursts of rage, we call it road rage, right? Outbursts of <laughs> wrath, road rage. Right. Uh, many of those are instant gratification. And, and, and the difference is when you look at the, the uh, fruit of the spirit, those are long-term gratifications, and they are focused on someone else. You are not focused on yourself. And that's, again, the freedom of the spirit that you mentioned, Steve, earlier, and Robert and Bell, you've all mentioned, the, the, the spirit must be inside us to guide us and to help us and to empower us to do those fruits and, and, and uh, focus on someone else and not ourselves focus away from our own desires and our own desires and wants. And by the way, the, uh, the author does ask a great question at the end. He says, he says, if I'm walking in the spirit and I'm exhibiting these, uh, these fruits, why do I every once in a while exhibit the deeds of the flesh? Which is, so just because we're, we're Christians and we're trying to do the will of God and we're reading the Bible and we're walking in the Holy Spirit we can still stumble and fall. 
So what's the difference? The difference is we are trying to walk in the Holy Spirit and we are trying to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit versus someone who lives in the deed of the flesh, deeds of the flesh, who does not know Christ, and they live for themselves. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. The author definitely points out we can exhibit some of those deeds of the flesh if we're not careful. You know, I'm struck by the fact that uh, it's kind of the difference between being a hunter and being a farmer. When you're hunting, you have to be aggressive. You have to be uh, going all out. Whereas when you're farming, it's more like you're grooming something. And it's almost as if we are expected to groom ourselves uh, in our Christianity, as opposed with hunting for something that will give us gratification. I thought you were going to say when you're out there hunting, you might be the hunted also. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting that to come out. I wasn't sure how you're going to put that in line with the uh, lesson. And, and it's interesting because there, there's two of the fruit kind of interesting to look at them. So if you look at the word that is gentleness, and unfortunately, back in the King James translation that a lot of people still read, that got translated into meekness. And yeah. that is not the right word. The word, the Greek word there is protos, and it's a power under control. So think of like a, a horse, a bridled horse where the horse is bridled. And if that's not a man thing, then I don't know what is, is it's not a gentleness in, I'm going to be meek and mild and let people do whatever. It, it's a, it's knowing that you have the power, but choosing to control that power and keeping that power under control has a part of it. And I think that is a, that's a real man thing right there is knowing what power we have as men but how do we keep that power under control? And it goes into the second one of self-control, which in reality, it's really a, a way of keeping your desire and cravings under control as you go with it. You know, because, because as, as Mike was mentioning, as Bill talked about, and as we started the conversation with, we all have desires and cravings. And how do we keep those desires and cravings under control? And it, I think, it, Mike, you were saying, you know, yeah, we're still going to go off into that, into those deeds of the world or weeds, weeds of the world piece, but you're trying to struggle. You recognize them, and so you're trying to keep them under control because they are desires that we have. And I think that is where the key comes in is trying to keep hold of those as we move forward as men and and practicing that self-control has a part of it. And as you're, uh, well, and, and as you're thinking about it, as you look at it, it it's, it's a couple of the other words that were kind of interesting to me was the peace is a serenity or a wholeness with God. So it's kind of a sit back and recognize that God is in control no matter what. And if you want to talk about a year, this is the second Sunday of Advent, Sunday of Peace. We just passed with this past Sunday. And if you really want to, the one from our recording will be in the third Sunday by the time most people listen to this. But 
if you really want to talk about a year you needed to have some peace in your life, <laughs> 2020 was it. Because you, you had everything from, well, there's this whole pandemic thing going on to, am I going to be employed? Therefore, am I going to feed my family? Therefore, you know, I'm, I'm connected in with the talent development community around the country. And talent development has been slaughtered because one of the first things people start cutting is their training departments in the HR department, because, you know, we really don't, according to most people, we don't do anything. <laughs> and so, you know, our departments got cut hugely. And I, I have friends that I know that basically sat there and they were concerned about, mm-hmm. I've been unemployed six months. My unemployment's running out. I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage next month right. as they look at it, you know? So that's a, that's a peace moment. If I, if you ever needed one, as you Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break. Uh, this is Man Up. Podcast number 183. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And we're back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Uh, coming down to the end, uh, we're talking about the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And the, the thing about uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The thing about it is with me, it just, it seems like what it tells me is that, yes, I can continue to strive for my goals, but enjoy where I am in life. So in a way, to me, those things kind of tell me to, uh, yeah, the grass might be greener on the other side and it's something to work for, but don't wish away the life that you have here. I just wanted to throw that out to the fellas. I have two, two of those that I like, especially are joy and patience and the joy. Uh, it, when you exhibit or see some of those some people who are in dire struggles, sometimes they're even sick, maybe with even cancer. I think Kyle shared with us several times uh, that a, a lady as a deacon he had experience with, uh, she was she was uh, dying of cancer and she had, she, he said she was the most wonderful person to go and talk to. He would go in and see her and she would lift his spirits more than he was when he walked in to see her. He went in to visit her and uh, bless her, and she ended up blessing him. So the, the joy we're talking about here is godly joy. It's, it can only originate from God, and, it, and it's especially great when things are going wrong and you still manage to keep it. And the only way you can do that is by focusing okay. on God when things are going wrong. Um, the second one is patience. Uh, 
patience, be patient. And and my my first thought again is, and, and the author, by the way, talks about these. He says, be patient with annoying people. And, and this is a type of patience God continually shows us despite our repeat performance of sin that we mentioned earlier. In other words, when I stumble and fall continually, he still is patient with me. And if I ask him, he will still lift me up. And this is the type of patience we are supposed to show to the world or to our fellow Christians. And we shouldn't need to show it to our fellow Christians that much, but to the world, we should show it to them and, and, and pray the Holy Spirit touches them in such a way that they will see uh, this godly virtue from us or, God, or godly virtue from the Holy Spirit through us. This is, this is how we're supposed to go through life. The, the, we are not called upon to be ascetics or somehow uh, divest ourselves of all uh, the, the, I'll play it, the physical pleasures of the, the world. The, the, the problem is, is that the Bible uses word, the world, actually, it uses the word world. Sometimes it yeah. means certain things, sometimes it means others. God, God created heavens and earth. God created the world we are in, and he created all the good things about it. Um, we should, I mean, it's, it's interesting that the analogy here is fruit. We should enjoy a good, you know, juicy orange or plum or whatever your favorite fruit is. They can taste great. Um, and all, all the pleasures that to, to grow flowers, to look at, to look at, uh, to look at a, a sunrise or a sunset. You, you mentioned that earlier. There's, there, there's the, the, the hand of God is in that. The idea is, is what drive, what, who's driving your vehicle? Who's driving your life? And if you're, you're, the spirit is driving you, you can work, you can, you can move through the world with these characteristics expressed outwardly. And that's what's great about it, because Mike brought this up earlier. These are all outward. These are all how you work with other people. Through the spirit, you're not falling into the general patterns of, you know, tit for tat in arguments, uh, are we going to sleep together on the third date? You know, how much, how much uh, padding of my expense account can I get away with? You know, who it's, what's he got? How am I going to measure up? Am I going to get his job? How can I, how can I put myself in the best light forward? The, the great, the, the funny thing is you give that up and suddenly everything gets better and the miracle is, and it sounds silly, but it, in the end, it really, it works out because for one, you begin to realize a lot of the things, the world, and this is what I'm talking about, kind of society, secular society worries about, isn't worth worrying about. It's not that important. It's kind of reminds me of don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff, <laughs> but they, and when you have that attitude, uh, there, you will you will realize um, that the vast majority of it is small stuff. But when you keep everything in perspective, when something is a big deal, it will stick out as a big deal. And I, and, and I think that's that's one thing about it. And I, I come back to what my grandpa used to say, 
uh, faith is really not going to change your situation. It's going to change how you look at your situation. And your faith should be comforting. And it should give you the ability to comfort those um, around you. So, uh, and with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around the... Uh, the room one more time and, and get some takeaways uh, from each of the fellas. Start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, I, I just mentioned something. I'll just quickly say that uh, this lesson kind of comes in full circle of the second lesson of this way back at the beginning. And by my count, it would be podcast 172, where we talked about the fig tree and the, that when Jesus curses the fig tree because it didn't bear fruit. And that's kind of the whole the whole point. If you're uh, professing to be a Christian, if you're professing to be a fig tree, blue, you know, fully grown leaves out, um, the expectation is you're bearing fruit, and and that fig tree was not bearing fruit, and it was it, it disappointed Jesus, uh, and it was cursed. So that's if if we're presenting ourselves as Christians we really should be showing that fruit. Michael Cropper, a couple of takeaways uh, from you. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I'll just bring up a couple points again. The, the author says that when we, when we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, uh, we, we get all the fruits. And he says, but he says he doesn't deliver them to you in a little package, a little package for each particular spiritual fruit of the month. Club. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't deliver you They're a little not package. On Blue <laughs> right, right, guys. That's exactly what he doesn't deliver you a little package of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, faithfulness, so on and so forth. But I think he does personally. I think I get this little, I get all of them given to me. And then whether I cultivate them, which ones I choose to cultivate or ask the Holy Spirit to show me how to do, I learn to deal with. I mean, my, I had patience was my, if you have a one to 10 on all the fruits, I probably was a one on, <laughs> one being low, of course, one on uh, patience. And, and I had to ask the Lord to deal with me. And so the author does point out some good things in a couple of questions at the back. He says, are you lacking any of these areas? Look at all those fruits. And, 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 and look at yourself inwardly and say, which one am I lacking in? Which one am I doing okay in? And if, if you are lacking in one particular area, ask God to increase that manifestation of that fruit in your life and ask him to give you an insights on how to more deeply develop that trait in your life. And I think that's a fantastic takeaway from this, men, and, uh, and let's point it to men then. Man, if you have a, a problem, say, with losing your temper with your children, but you're great to your spouse, then, then that's what you're going to want to ask the Lord to do. You're going to want to ask him to, to help you uh, with his, through his Holy Spirit deal with that particular area in your life that is, is a, a weakness for you and maybe a stronghold for your temper, whatever it is. But the point is, is look at these 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 fruits and see which one you're lacking which one you're doing and, and then ask the lord to lead you in it and guide you in how to grow in that particular fruit that's my takeaway bill excellent uh professor your takeaway uh, so it's interesting i think it's interesting that he used fruit and the reason he used fruit because you don't physically make fruit happen 
if you plant an orange tree in your yard 10 to 15 years, assuming you don't kill the tree or the tree doesn't die, then the tree is going to bear fruit naturally. Now, you can do things to help the tree along, fertilize it, prune it, water it if you're in a dry climate, but the fruit happens naturally. For Christians, our fruit happened or should be happening naturally. We encourage it by exercising our faith muscle with the disciplines to where we're aware of where we are so we know how to encourage ourselves to have that fruit grow in greater quantity within our lives. Excellent. And uh, I kind of look at it as, uh, as a father, um, as a father that is uh, raising a, a, a child. Uh, there's time that uh, you want to show kindness or patience um, with that child uh, to help them develop the way that they need to develop. And, and I think that's, uh, that's kind of what uh, the Lord has uh, for us, um, us being children of God. And uh, so each of these, some uh, needs more patience than others, and some need more peace than others. But uh, those are all the tools to uh, to groom us. And that's kind of what I take from this lesson. So, um, and with that, since this is the last uh, lesson of this particular study, um, just get a basic overview from uh, any of you fellows that would like to, to chime in about the, the study from Baptist Way Press, the Connect 360. It was called Living in the Spirit, Righteousness, Peace, and Joy. Um, any kind of, uh, overview or final thoughts on this, uh, this study that we had? I, I think it's hard for men. I think it's hard for men to surrender something. And, and that's what we really are called to do. We don't, we don't like to give up control of anything. Um, we like to be in control. We, we like to think, well, we're, we're, we know the situation best. This is, this is the a big challenge of our faith for it for i think everyone and but especially men because you know okay i'll i'll live by the spirit but i want to make sure my career is going the way i want it or uh you know i want to be sure my kids are going to get into the right school so i'm going to do everything i can well one thing that um i got from this particular study um on my faith journey i find myself compromising about things I not only I shouldn't compromise with and I quite honestly don't want to but you as men in today's society just kind of seems like it it just happens and I'm almost I I feel in in a way kind of uh convicted and encouraged at the same time if that's possible um to seek the purity of the fruit, to, to try and just enjoy the fruits of the spirit and show those uh, fruits um, 
from me uh, to other people. So that's that's kind of what I've got from the study. Uh, and, and it kind of helps me, I guess, along this this solitary faith journey that I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm on. Bill, I liked uh, lesson five. Lesson five was Romans 8, 1 through 4. And uh, we read in the lesson, I believe, that uh, Paul in, in Romans 7 had been struggling with his own sinful nature and his own disposition. And uh, he said he did things that he didn't want to do. He said things that he ought not to do. And the things he wanted to do, he didn't do. And what what made me enjoy that lesson particularly was that the lesson text says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, and they walk according to the Spirit, not the flesh. So I used to get so mad at myself when I'd stumble or when I would make a mistake or when I'd sin. I would do, and I'd, I'd bribe myself. I might do a thousand or a hundred, let's say a hundred things right or 99 things right, and I might do something I didn't think was pleasing to God one time, and I wouldn't look at the 99 things I did good or did what the Lord wanted me to do, and instead I'd beat myself up on the one wrong thing that I did. And those, that's Scripture, Romans 8, 1 through 4. There's there now no, no, no condemnation there in Christ Jesus. The condemnation I was feeling, the shame and <clears throat> guilt I was feeling, was not from the Holy Spirit. It's from Satan. We don't mention him too much here on the on, on our podcast, but it was definitely not from the Lord because the Lord does not condemn you when you make mistakes. So that was a special lesson to me. Excellent. Professor, how about uh, a preview of what we got coming up? Yeah, so we are finishing up and this has been a great, great, great lesson, um, series of lessons on the Holy Spirit and living in the Spirit. And really putting some good man spin on it as we do it. So next week, we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about what happens in history when a man mans up. And he mans up multiple times. And so we'll talk about that in relation to the Christmas story next week. And I am looking very, very forward to that. This has been been a great podcast podcast number 183 and thank you so much for tuning in um uh the no church answers tour so on behalf of our producer mr steve titch michael cropper robert koshu the professor my name is bill cox and so whether you found us on facebook uh, soundcloud where we archive all of our podcasts apple podcasts or iHeartRadio or pray.com if you have any questions, you can uh, go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. And if you're still in quarantine and are unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's a Baptist service that's on sugarlandbaptist.org and starts Sundays at 945 and when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. And why local? So you'll go and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join and have discussions like this, small group. And find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You've been
Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.